Warning, the cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the, tri for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast, episode 24, titled Bowman, Healers, and Wolves. So there's a lot of people that follow me on social media, whether it's on TikTok or Facebook, and I've made posts talking about Bowman, Healers, and Wolves. A few of you have reached out and asked me what that means, so let me tell you. I found out about a tradition that goes on in, during Mardi Gras, starting on Mardi Gras Monday. Now, if y'all don't know, from in Louisiana, Mardi Gras is on a Monday and a Tuesday. Uh, like the Tuesday, you, you might hear it called Fat Tuesday and everything like that. Well, on Monday, at the very start of Mardi Gras, out in the Treme, in the French Quarter, there's a bar where the Northside Skull and Bone Gang go out into the streets at around, I think it's like 4 or 5.30 in the morning, very early. And they go out there and they, you know, they're doing like their little, you know, they're dancing, their fest, their festive music and things of that sort of nature. But the tradition was that they would go around chanting in the streets saying, you better be living right or the bone men will get you. And I, when I read that, I said, man, that is exactly what people who are standing up and speaking out against pedophilia and rape and all these other heinous acts are doing. They're the bowmen of this world. They're spreading the message. They're preparing the way, in a sense. And so, these are, you know, we are bowmen out here, uh, the messengers, like myself, like others out there. We're letting people know that we're tired of this evil. And my message is, do not harm the little ones, or the bone man will get you. Because bowmen are warriors also. Bowmen, from what I can see, they're people that have had, you know, whether it's troubled past, 
sometimes violent past and become peaceful people in this world. And they want to keep that peace going. They want to create that peace for others. All these individual, all these types, these archetype of individuals I talk about, they're all warriors in their own sense. They're all capable of fighting. But they have a much deeper role in what I'd like to say, this war against pedophilia, this war against abuse. And there's so many different individuals, fiction and nonfiction, that speak out to me as bowmen. For instance, Johnny Cash. That's a bone man if I ever saw one. Guy had a very troubled past. But as he got older, he realized the errors of his ways. He changed at, you know, at one point. Y'all seen the interviews of Johnny Cash. Y'all seen how he did turn a new leaf. And he just wanted everybody else to do the same. He wanted everybody else to live a peaceful life and to to understand that there's more to it than just the drugs and, and the alcohol and the and the rage and the anger. And to be kind to one another. You know, there's other individuals as well that just want to live a peaceful life. I, I, fictionally as well. Um, Logan, you know, off the X-Men, right? He was just somebody that had a that had his his sins haunt him all the time and just wanted to be left alone. And just wanted to live his life out in peace that's all he wanted to do he never wanted to really fight anymore he just wanted to be if somebody that was capable of extreme violence was also somebody that just wanted to be left alone because he had nothing to prove to anybody um john wick was another one right he he you know he was trying to live his he was trying to grieve over his wife and until somebody killed his dog sorry if you hadn't seen the movie that's what ha that's what kicks it all off. His wife had cancer, dies, buys a puppy for him, and these guys break into his house and try to uh, and try to steal his car. His I think it was a Mustang. He had a really nice, you know, vintage Mustang. And um, I could be wrong. I, th I think it was a Mustang. Anyway, they but they shoot his puppy, and that just set him off the edge because it was symbolic to his wife. And there's so many other examples like that. That just speak out to me. I feel like. When I've read the Bible before as well. There's. The book of Ezekiel. In chapter 37. It's a lot of y'all might not know. The, the exact chapter. But y'all know the, the story. Or you know the, the, the passage. I'm about to talk to you about. The valley of dry bones. Some of y'all have heard that. A time or two in your life. Some of y'all read it. Some of y'all probably know it by heart. I remember that as well, where it was basically God's promise to restore Israel back to its its glory. That I think in that time and in that piece of history, uh, Israel was more or less an, an exiled tribe of people, and the Valley of Dry Bones was basically it was a vision that he got that these dry bones eventually became came back to life and became men and became a fighting army. And that's what God's promise to Ezekiel was going to be, is that he was going to restore Israel. Now, however, however you feel about Christianity or, or, or Israel or anything else of that nature, you know, is irrelevant to this episode. I'm just trying to explain what it feels for me, right? The symbology behind all of it. 
And so I just, I'm at this point in my life where I was kind of asleep to the horrors of this world. And one day my eyes opened up, truly opened up. I mean, I've known about rape and pedophilia all my life, you know, from a young age. But it just, when, when I read Ezekiel Harry's story, it hit me. It hit me hard. You know, I never, I never grieved for somebody else's baby like I grieved for Ezekiel. This is a baby that I never met. I have no personal connection to that little boy. And his story broke me. Because it was truly evil. It was heinous. It was an atrocity. I mean, it's what kicked off this podcast. It was it was one of those those final nails in the coffin or last straw breaking the camel's back type situations. I mean, there's so many other little events that led up to this point, but that was one of them. And I'm just here, you know, chanting my message in the streets. Do not harm the little ones or the bone man will get you. Because they don't forget. These bone men do not forget. These lady, you know, these bone ladies don't forget either. And we're out here trying to give this message. And there's others out there as well. There's so many different roles to play in this war. Right? There's so many different parts. There's so many different duties. There's so many different jobs to, to to have out here that not everybody can be the messenger and that's why you have healers and healers to me are you, you know your mr rogers your, your your bob ross's bob marley's of the world those are the people who are the counselors the therapists the ones who are advocates those are the people that are trying to heal the trauma of these little ones. They're trying to heal the pain that these little ones have gone through, especially the ones that have gone through it when they were young and became broken adults. And warriors in their own rights. I mean, if you go take a look at uh, Mr. Rogers, I read a story about him that he wore those sweaters and those long sleeve shirts because I think he, I don't remember if this was true or not. I forget if it got debunked, but I don't think it did. But Mr. Rogers was also a military man. I think he served in like special forces or something like that. And he had scars and tattoos on his arms. That's why he always wore those long sleeve shirts. Never saw you never saw him wear a short sleeve. And he killed men. You know, in combat. He knew what it was like to take a life. And you'd never think, seeing Mr. Rogers, that, hey, how, you know, be my, will you be my neighbor guy, would be that type of person. But he was. And he saw there was pain in the world, and he wanted to heal it through love. Same way with uh, Bob Marley. Bob Marley once said that, I think after he got beat up or something like that, or got attacked at a show, they asked him if he was going to uh, go, you know, they're asking, they were asking why he wanted to leave the hospital immediately and go back to performing. And he said, well, hate never takes a day off, so why should love? He was a champion of love. Bob Ross. He healed people through his painting. His pain became 
his healing as well. You know, as far as he was a military man. I think he spent like 20 years in the military. He's seen things. And he said that when he would paint, all that would wash away. And he'd be in his own little world. And he taught others to do the same thing. He taught others to taught others how to paint and how to heal through that art. So there's a lot of individuals like that. And I've met a, quite a few on TikTok as well and just in real life. And these are people that are just like Bowman. They're capable of violence. They've seen violence. They know what it's like. They know what abuse and trauma is like. But they want to heal through the love that they have. And to me, that's very admirable. And I applaud those people. I love them to death as well. And then, of course, you got the last line of defense for these little ones, for these kids, for these, these potential victims, and that's the wolves. There's individuals in this world who have taken upon themselves to go and hunt down these sick monsters. Now obviously I'm not. Trying to talk about or advocate for. Vigilante justice. And when I mean hunt them down. I mean try to lawfully make the arrest and the convictions. And what not. Now, now is there. Now that's not to say that there isn't any people. That actually do go hunt them down. And do give them the same treatment. That they've given the children. Um, but for the most part. There's individuals out there in this world. There's. Non-fiction, you know, real-life people and, and fictional characters that that do that. Um, Chris Hansen, obviously, is the top wolf. I mean, he's the one that started a lot of the whole internet sting operation, uh, ph you know, phenomenon, trend, whatever you want to call it, that has given so many people a calling in their life because they want to, you know, Chris showed people there's a way to protect your community and to be that last line of defense. And I, I mean, I interviewed one of those wolves, you know, Gabrielle from the Wolf Project. I mean, the damn name in itself, the Wolf Project, right? And she sends out those reapers out there to go and hunt these people down and get convictions and, and get them arrested. And of course, there's different ways people go about it. People, you know, will go that route or and some people will go the route of filming it and public shaming these people and, and letting everybody know the monsters that are in their neighborhoods. And that's good too. I don't. I don't think I really have any problem with that. I think people ought to know, you know, because there's there are people that haven't been convicted yet. There are people that have been hiding and operating in secret. Hell, I remember seeing store. I remember seeing videos of individuals um, who were doing it for years and never got caught. That's scary. There's some scary individuals. I know one in particular that I'm very fond of, and. Um, I would be fucking scared if I was a pedophile, this individual. On TikTok, the Heathen Knight, or Heathen Knight is what his name is. Um, Man, he's just scary, scary dude. Love him to death, though. I love what he's doing to help fight for these kids. And, I mean, there's a whole phenomenon that came out of the wolves as well. Some of y'all don't know this, but there's, if you go look up on TikTok, go look up the Cult of Chippy. If y'all don't know what the Cult of Chippy is, basically, Chippy's a wood chipper. And it requires pedophiles and 
maps to be fed into it. Feet first if possible. Yeah, you heard that right. And there is a whole, whole slew of people. And it's constantly growing. And they are tired of these pedophiles. They're at that point with pedophiles. Again, not advocating any violence, not trying to advocate vigilante justice, but I don't, you know that they are society's answer to when justice is not properly served for these little ones. Because I think, because a lot, because the reason we do what we do is because we're not seeing the results of true justice being served for our for the victims for the survivors of these of these heinous acts. That's why there's bowmen and healers and wolves out there. Because we see what's going on and, and we're tired of it. And there's so many good men and women in all of your communities that feel the same way. You know, I talk to so I talk to men and a lot of men that I talk to, they hate this shit too. They hate pedophilia. Their their reaction, their solution to it, for the most part, you know, is a lead treatment to the gray matter. And I'll let you figure that out. But yeah, just take them out back, give them a lead injection in the brain. Let them go meet Jesus. You know, the very quick way. That's a lot of people's, you know, uh, solution to pedophilia. Don't disagree with it either because I've seen and I've heard the, the I've seen the stories I've heard the people and what they go through I've interviewed some of these people I mean go back and take a listen to Amanda Henry's interview I mean to this day almost 25 30 years later still nightmares nightmares so bad that the medication they give her for nightmares is not working it has to constantly increase it I mean I you can just hear it in their voices. You can just, you, you, your heart breaks for these individuals. That's why I think, that's why I hate them so much. That's why I hate pedophilia. That's why I don't want these individuals into our society. Because they've crossed that line and they've caused that pain, an unspeakable, unimaginable pain for these victims, y'all. And as a man, I I just don't get it. I don't understand it. You know, I, there's a lot I can forgive within context, right? There are things I can forgive within context. I just can't, I can't get past this. T to me, when you hurt children, it is just heinous. It's it's different when you hurt when you when you hurt somebody that and I don't mean I don't mean like rape nobody I mean like just hurting somebody in general right. It's a difference when it's an adult who put themselves in a the situation, you know, like if you're gonna go buy drugs and deal drugs and everything, prepare to get robbed, right? Prepare to get your ass kicked and people steal the shit from you. Like you put yourself in that situation. A child does not put themselves in situations where. They deserve to be raped or anything like that. No child, no person really deserves to be raped. Rape is not a sexual thing. It is a power thing. It is a dominance thing. 
and it's sickening. It's just fucking evil. And when you rape something that's so innocent, like a little child, I mean, it just it just stacks on to how heinous it can be. I'm glad to see that there are individuals in our society who are so tired of it they want to they want to do something about it. Some people don't go about it the right way, and that's why you'll have the Jeremy and Chris, uh, Christine Moody's of the world and Patrick Drums of the world. But then again, you'll have people like Gabrielle and Chris Hansen of the world who are trying to do things the legal way and the right way. There's always a, a good and bad way to do things. You know, and I'm just just a bone man. I woke up from my, you know, my, my, my soulless slumber and my eyes are just wide open. It's, I talked to some people, especially in the Christian faith over this. It's what they call holy discontent. And to me, it's a burden. They say it's, they, they say it's one way of, um, of God talking to you. Because I never, I never heard God speak to me ever when I grew up, when I was up in Christianity, when I was in and out of churches, when I would pray. I mean, all the times I ever prayed, I never heard God ever really speak back to me like other people say. So it makes me kind of wonder: Did God really speak to him, or are they just being full of shit? And that, I mean, because that, that will play with your head, right? Not to be mean or, or callous to anybody that, I, not to not to demean anybody's view of God or anything like that in this world I just he's never spoke to me and if holy discontents the way he's speaking to me man I I got a cell phone you know I'd rather you just call or text because this shit hurts being broken over and over and over again over these kids it's always a new story there's always a heinous act it gets worse and worse and worse. And yes, I take my breaks, y'all. Yes, I, I will step away from this for a day or two and, and clear my mind out. But there's this burning in my, in my soul. There's this burning desire in my heart to keep spreading the message, to keep fighting. You know, it, it, the anger fuels me. I think... I've had, I've always had anger in my heart, and I feel like this is the right way to go about it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just swinging until something hits, and apparently it's been hitting lately, and it's been hitting with a lot of y'all. I'm not the face of any revolution. I know that. There's somebody out there that's going to be, that is listening or going to be listening that's going to be inspired to do this. And to be better at it than I am. And I encourage you. I encourage you. I'll, I'll help you. Shit, I'll help you every step of the way. I know how. Because this shit is wrong and it's got to stop. And somebody better than me has got to come along. I know I can't be the one. Right? Uh, am, am I crazy for thinking that? Am I... Am, am I I mean, it's not self-deprecating. It's not like I don't believe in myself, but I, I know I can't. 
I know I'm not the face of any revolution. Surely there's somebody better than me out there. It's gotta be. It's gotta be a better bone man than me. I don't know, y'all. What I do know is, is that there's evil in this world that needs to be stopped. And we need to start having these conversations about it. We need to start really examining our lives and our society and what we and find out what we're really cool with and what we ain't cool with in this world. That I do know. For damn sure. I'll have another episode I'm going to talk about, but I, I just wanted to share something with you on my heart as well. I will never understand how churches allow pedophiles amongst their people. And there's two ways I say it. That there's two now. There's there's one way of doing it that I can have some kind of understanding and empathy toward, and the other way I don't. If you allow a pedophile to go to your, go into your ranks, I feel like as a leader in that church or as a pastor in that church, it is your duty and obligation to let your people know. If you do let your people know and they decide to stay and welcome this person because they're truly repentant and everything like that, you give the parents, the members of that church to safeguard their families. Okay, I can, I, as much as I don't like it and I'd rather see them people shunned out of all of society, Obviously, not everybody's going to feel the same way I do. All right, fine. Let the people know. But if you don't tell your congregation, especially if you're a smaller, close-knit church, shame on you. You endanger all those babies without even realizing it. And that's, that's going to be a subject I'm going to talk about soon. But that was something I was kind of dealing with personally this week. And I can't really say a whole lot more on it. I know y'all probably have a thousand questions. I, some things I just can't answer. Legally, I can't answer them. Unfortunately. But I did talk to some preachers about that situation. And my old youth pastor was shocked at what the the text messages I, I sent him at who this individual was that was going to a church that I used to go to. And he just said, you know, in all my years of ministry, Jeremy, I've never, ever been in this type of situation. And I definitely would not put my, my congregation in an unknown situation like that. I, I would tell my congregation, now obviously not tell them, you know, you don't got to go and tell some sins off a pulpit. But at least meet with the families privately. And we're going to go dig deep into that later on to another episode. Maybe that's just a teaser, I guess. But that's what Bowman do, right? Bowman asks the questions. The Bone Man will present the world in a view that a lot of you don't look at it, look look in it as right somebody was telling me about the the 11th man theory or the ninth man theory whatever you want to call it where basically you'd have a council of people and it was the 11th man's job to point out all the all the flaws in the plans 
before they would take action on it, right? That's what bowmen are as well. They don't let you know that they they've gotten out of their bubbles, out of their safe comfort zones, and they've experienced the world in a more unique way. That, to me, right? To me, that's what I feel it is. And look, I could be wrong about all of this. I could be wrong about all my opinions, all my on all the opinions I've had in all my episodes, but to me this shit's fucking evil. These abuses are fucking horrible and I'm tired of it. There's obviously a lack of something that's not go, that that's not being given to prevent this and stop this. Now, can you always prevent it and stop it? Of course not, but good god, man. I mean, to the level that it's going on with I mean, from pedophilia to human trafficking through CPS and and DCFS not giving a fuck about these kids and the money that's made off of these off these children uh, in every type of industry. I mean, it's so interwoven in, into each other that if, when you try to tackle one, you got to tackle all of them in some type, way, shape, or form, and it takes an army of people to do that. It takes a tribe of bones. It takes good men and women to step up and stand up and, and speak out for these 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 children and the, all these people I mean take the TTI for example I was talking to somebody about it the other day you got religious based programs politicians you got the pharmaceutical companies involved with this shit I mean you got uh food-based companies involved with it, transportation companies involved with it. There's so many different little industries that are involved with the TTI as well. And they just lock themselves into each other because they're all reliant one after the other. Insurance companies are involved in it as well. I mean, government agencies are involved with it. it it's It's a lot, right? But that's why we have Bowman in the world to tell us about it. To spread the message so that you can become aware and wake up and realize that your little sunshine and rainbows world you've been living in ain't so much sunshine and rainbows. And of course, some of y'all will go, well, yeah, I don't know there's evil in the world, but it don't affect you. And that's the problem. It hasn't affected you yet. I haven't had any of these tragedies affect me, and I, I, I'm just like... No, this shit's got to stop. This is evil. This is pure fucking evil. And that's where I'm at. I mean, that's just where I'm at with it. One thing I will say, and I broke down last night crying about this because it was kind of a mixture of sad and happy tears at the same time, though. But there are people that are reaching out to me, wanting me to, to help them share their story. And I'm reaching out to them to get to show them that Obviously, because of how I look, and I look like, unfortunately, the fucked up part is I do look like what what a lot of these victims, attackers look like, right? I mean, I'm a straight white man that just, I look like a lot of these individuals to them. It's hard for them to trust somebody like me. I get it. I, you know, I, I didn't have any of this sexual trauma happen to me in my life. So obviously there's a trust factor involved right there. And it breaks my heart that there is, but I get it. 
But these people are, are reaching out. They're understanding that I'm here for them. I'm here to give them support. And and I get to see the, you know, the results of how they feel about it. And it, it, it lifts my spirits. It, it makes all this pain worth it, you know. It makes taking on all this brokenness worth it to me. Well, like I said, when I when I originally started this podcast, it was about to to bitch and piss and moan about pedophiles and to just rag on them, to 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 just dog them out and and just be angry about them all the time. And it wasn't until a good friend of mine told me, you know, this would be a good opportunity for you to interview survivors and help share their story and to give them empowerment. And that's when it began to change my heart. And really do something within my soul. Because this is, like Woody Overton would say, it's about the victims, y'all. Or how, how would Woody go? go? It's about the victims, y'all. I know, that's a bad impression of Woody Overton. If you actually listen to him, uh, that's a very bad impression. Sorry, Woody. But you know, Woody, what, so just yesterday or the, or not, or Monday night, I should say, because it's Wednesday now. Monday night, Woody was at the trial for Courtney Coco. And they got a guilty verdict on the guy, Anthony Burns, who murdered Courtney Coco all them years ago, 18 years ago. And if y'all haven't heard that, y'all need to get on the Real Life Real Crime podcast. Go search the murder of Courtney Coco, and you will be able to go find it. And I think he had like 18 episodes on that already before the before the 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 ending of this trial. I mean, this family begged for him to look at this cold case. This was a frozen solid cold cold case, y'all. Nobody was touching it, nobody was working it. He started it in 2019. Within a couple months, he worked it, he found out who did it and got the conviction, you know, got got the arrest going, got the indictment, the charges. He did all that. And they were stonewalling him at every turn. And he was able to get this guy charged and help this family and bring justice to this family. That's the same man who inspired me. That's the type of change I want to bring to somebody's life. That type of of justice and love and support, that's what I want to bring to the world. So for any of you that are scared to, well, nobody wants to hear my story. I said the same shit. Nobody wants to hear this old country boy from the backwoods of Independence, Louisiana talk about hating on fucking pedophiles, but apparently some of y'all do. Look, you might not be Joe Rogan famous. Then again, you might. Who's to say? Don't live your life in the regret of not of, of never knowing. Go out there. Make these speaking mistakes. Go say them ums, uh, you knows, whatnots, and rights, and sos, and all these other fucking mistakes I make constantly that y'all don't notice and thankfully don't point out too much or that I talk too slow or that I don't I stammer and stutter a little bit it happens make your mistakes go make your episodes I want to hear your story I really do just like the ad says I can't wait to hear your story right well I can't wait to hear them tag me in them say hey I started a podcast I want you to listen to it and tell me what you think. And I'll fucking let you know. Some of y'all are some great people 
to have conversations with. And y'all y'all psych yourselves up into thinking that your story's no good. Your story can help open somebody's eyes who fights for victims like yourself, survivors like yourselves. Or just regular people as well. Maybe if enough reg- maybe enough people who never went through these type of traumas start seeing other people who are fighting and thinking that, you know, you don't have to be a survivor in order to speak up for these people, right? I think that's why a lot of people are quiet because they, they, they're not survivors of this. Y'all, they just want to be loved and supported. They want to know that good people care about them. So get up there and fucking care about these people. And that's it. That's all I got to say on the matter. So I know that went a little bit too too far along, rambling, a little bit off topic. But it still ties in to being what a bowman is. Y'all, I love you. Stay tuned for the announcements. Be safe. Protect all children, even if they're not your own. I love you. Bye. Oh man, so good news y'all. I think uh I think we finally are able to get new episodes uploaded on Apple and uh and Google. I saw that my on Google at least I saw that my last episode I did about my grandfather is on the Google podcast. So I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident it's over there on the Apple podcast as well. As well as this one will be. So I finally learned the formula for my solo episodes. Unfortunately, the uh, interviews I'm going to be doing are not going to be on Apple and Google. So you're going to have to go to Spotify, you know, to get that exclusive content, as I call it. Look, I understand that y'all don't want to download yet another app, another streaming app and and listen to this. But if y'all really want to know what these people go through and what their stories are, you're going to have to. Some of that I can do locally. Of course, will show up and everything, but the people that I reach across to, across on the internet, you're gonna have to just go on Spotify and 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 look. It's not it's free. All right, my content is not behind a paid uh, paywall subscription. The only thing that you got to listen to, or I think you can even skip through it if you need to, but I, I mean, you know, listen to it. I mean, it's just an ad that I do on the beginning of every podcast. Um, it's a it's a host read ad. It helps the podcast, right? Listening on Spotify, listen wherever you're listening to at, it helps the podcast out, and I appreciate it. But sharing it will also help as well. You never know who'd be interested in listening to these these type, listen to somebody's opinion on these things until you really talk about it with somebody. And it surprised me when I found out I had coworkers listening to it, former coworkers listen to it. You know, and they reach out to me and they tell me. I mean, it. it I'm glad y'all do. I appreciate what y'all do. I'd hope that y'all get on Spotify, download it, you know, set it up. Come find me. There's other great podcasts on there as well to go listen to. You can find other ones. Uh, you get, you know, you get a lot of you guys that know me. No, you know, y'all got truck drivers in your lives. They need something to listen to. Let them listen to this while they're driving. You know, those people can also be great bone men as well in this world. They can spread the message. They can talk about it. So tell your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister. Go tell Joe the plumber down the street. Wherever it is. And please, go wherever wherever I'm at, on whatever platform, give it a review. Honest as you want to give it. I, 
If it's five star, if it's one star, it don't matter. Just give a review. Help it. Help us out on that, please. That's how. That's how people are going to find out about it. That's how people are going to find out to come reach out to me. They can find me on TikTok. They can find me on Facebook on the, on a Man Apart podcast uh, uh, group page. They can find me on TikTok. You know, a Man Apart podcast on there. I mean, I'm, I'm not hard to find. I'm definitely sure ain't ain't hard to miss out here either. As big as hell as I am. <sighs> I mean, that's just what it is. I have some interviews lined up for this weekend already, and hope I'm trying to get at least one more lined up and hammered out and I and I have so many people to call back and get in touch with um man there's so many individuals that I want to help out in this world two of them in particular I still that have been on my mind and I know I haven't talked about it lately but I haven't forgot about them that's James Fairbanks and Jason Bokovich those are two individuals I believe should not be sitting and rotten in prison but instead should be released and be advocates and help these these children out you know, James was already an advocate and was uh, helping abused children and everything like that. Jason, he was an abused child who was neglected and mistreated by the system as well and was given right back to his abuser, you know, by the courts. And he went out and did some fucking gangster shit, in my opinion. And he's actually got more time sentenced on his crimes than all four of the people that he that he went out against. And I'll, I'll give you a brief rundown of Jason. He basically went out and attacked four pedophiles, robbed them. And when he took their shit, whether it was their possessions or their cash or whatever, he would either pawn it off or if he'd have the money, he'd give it to single mothers in the area so they wouldn't get uh, linked up or shacked up with any of these guys that would abuse the shit out of their kids, right? Whether it's physically or sexually. I mean, come on, man. There, there are some things you can forgive within a context, right? But they gave him 28 fucking years to, to, I guess, to teach a lesson. Oh, you know, it's okay for these pedophiles to go rape our kids and shit and get less time than combined, get less time than he's ever got. But God forbid you go beat up these fucking pedophiles and, you know, rob them and everything. Oh, no, don't do that. Right. That's why we need people to go and let, in, 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 you know, into our uh, to our lawmakers and change these laws. Make sentencing harsher, you know. If, if they're gonna if they're gonna legalize marijuana, which I'm all for and in favor of, by the way, why not make sentencing harsher for pedophiles? In there, you go. The prison, you know, help the prison industrial complex out. If they're not gonna change, if they're not gonna reform how how they treat our prisoners, let's start putting the prisoners that need to be in there then in, in there longer. You got people in in jail for life for marijuana, but you got pedophiles that serve six months and get right to fuck back out. Fuck that shit. And that's where a lot of people have their emotions high on on those issues. And yeah, it's emotionally based. It doesn't mean it's any less true. So, all I can say, guys, is go download Spotify if you're on Apple or Google. And just go take a listen to my interviews that I've done with people and just hear some of these heartbreaking stories. Um, I... I just, I, man, I, I got some more that are just, they're fucking doozies. And they'll break your heart. But I hope it's the type of heartbreaking, you know, emotion that cause, compels you to go to action with this. 
That's all. I just want people to be aware. Protect your kids. Watch them closely. And after doing a lot of this research, if I have children, I am not taking them to a church. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not even, I'll, I don't even think I want to take them to school. I'd, I'd rather homeschool them myself. I'd rather go learn how to be a homeschool teacher and teach them my own damn self. Uh, definitely don't want them taken by CPS or DCFS. We'll never, you know, I, it's a horror story in that one. And I'm, but if me and my wife can't have kids, I'm scared to adopt kids now because there's adoption trauma, you know. So, I mean, I'm learning more things as I go along. Whether it's about the TTI, adoption trauma, domestic violence abuse, rape, pedophilia, uh, just so many different types of traumas. Well, y'all, that's it. That's about it for the announcements. I just want to say I love y'all. I appreciate everybody listening. Please go like, subscribe, follow the show, <laughs> give it a rating. Share it with people. Let them know what's going on. Let's, you know, reach out. To, if you know somebody that's that's a, that's a survivor of, of some of these heinous acts, tell them to reach out to me. I'm not hard to find. Tell them that, you know, if they want to talk, if they want me to share their story, we'll, we'll, work, we'll work it out into our schedules and figure out a way to get it done. And that's it, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode and, had a little bit more of an understanding of what I'm what I'm talking about when I talk about healers and bone men and wolves and what they mean to me. I love y'all. Y'all be safe. And remember, protect all children, even if they're not your own. I love you. Bye.